When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome back. Hour two of the Donna and Steve extravaganza. All right, so I waited. I was going to talk about it during the dirt, but all right, Lynn, listen, I really do. I genuinely, I, uh, I'll, I'll tune into the Oscars. I, I enjoy. I do enjoy the pomp and circumstance. Um, I think back to the Ricky Gervais days. I liked, you know, watching the Golden Globes, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, so funny. You know, there's something that I like about it. And in the Screen Actors Guild, funny, but this year I didn't even know it was on. Cause I didn't it was either. on it wasn't on Netflix. It was on, it wasn't on TNT or TBS. It wasn't on Netflix, even though Netflix got the rights. Netflix test drove this sucker on uh, Netflix's YouTube channel. So it was a little difficult to get to. Hmm. But we hear a lot of acceptance speeches and we hear a lot of recaps and stuff. Am I alone? And I ask you this, Donna Valentine. Am I alone that the season goes on for a long time? We all know that. The nomination campaigning begins in like October. Sure. Then it stretches. And then there's the Palm Springs Film uh, Film Festival. And then it's just you just start hearing so many people winning different things in different places and states and organizations and all that. And see, just me telling the story yeah, is a touch exhausting. A but then the acceptance speeches, they're so often... So boring, emotional. Okay, oh. <laughs> no, but okay. what I mean is oh. just like there's only as as we the common person just sitting here in the middle of America. Here's so many people say, let's make up names. Patty won the award, and now she's saying Jeannie, who didn't win. Jeannie, your work is so moving, and you have been so your artistic. It's genius, and it's in, and it goes on. And on at every award show, they're just so I do think it's nice from the depths of their being, and I believe that they believe it. I do believe it, and I think it's nice. But I just sometimes feel like it's a touch much. Really? See, I like when they acknowledge the other, you know, people in the category. They're just all calling each other geniuses a little too much for my liking. Sure, I see. You know, it's like. But I mean, honestly, to do that job, to let's just say you're playing an exhausting character and you're giving it your all mm-hmm. you're not i mean yeah you're not like working in the road you know drilling yeah. and doing construction work but it is there is something probably mentally exhausting absolutely and you know take time away from your family yes and i think in those moments people just get Super caught up in that. Well, and I think they're also, they are in the arts. And so they are already, they're, they are more readily able to tap into their emotions. Right. Many of us in how we communicate, 
we're, we're not always expressing the real emotion. We're kind of saying things that are a shadow of what we really feel about it. And so there's a beauty sure. in it, their ability to communicate. Yes. I understand that. So I'm saying that is fully true. And also true for me is just <laughs> after a while when you hear people just pouring it out for just the genius and what you tapped into and the inspiration and all of it. I, I just think it's beautiful and a touch much all okay, at the same time. I'm also right. starting a new segment, <laughs> which is going to be called It's a Touch Much. <laughs> I said this randomly in the prep room this morning. I like that it rhymes, and I feel that way about a bunch of things. So I'm going to have Rocco work on an intro so that when I have to say that something is a touch much. Because, again, I don't want to be a bad guy and say that I want actors to talk oh, to right. people and say nice things. But if I hear one nominee who's been applauded and celebrated 18 times already in the last three months. Tell me from the depths of their... All right. Okay. Touch box! It's almost over. And I will tune in to the Academy Awards, and I think it'll be a fun show. I would like to talk to the Zamboni about something. What's up? I heard a little bit of you and... Was it Dawn, Bradley and Dawn? I don't know, but it had to do with your that. other show. Yes, your mistress. Cheating. <laughs> um, and, and it was a story about Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones yes, yeah. on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Steve does not know this. This is news to me. Yeah. So first of all, let me start with the story. Yeah. Okay, Michael Douglas revealed that when he and Catherine Zeta-Jones, his wife, are playing golf. The rules are Michael Douglas has to expose himself if he doesn't hit it past the ladies' tees, which he does most of the time. And apparently there were some paparazzi issues. And so if if he doesn't hit past the tees, he'll, he'll go like in the bushes. And then he has to expose himself. Okay. This, I guess, uh, came out on the Graham Norton show. But she says a deal is a deal. But she does this with other male players as well. I'm listening to this show the other day, and Mike <laughs> reveals that that's a common thing on the golf course. There's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, things that are kind of rooted in misogyny around golf when you make certain <laughs> comments about, like, people if they don't hit the ball far enough or they don't do whatever or if their putt comes short. Tiger you know. Woods handed uh, hey. D- uh, Justin Thomas a tampon a couple weeks ago and then had to is- issue an apology. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And the only reason he issued an apology was because it was caught on camera. Yes. If that had been some Tuesday and they were just playing around in the backyard. Seriously. But yeah, 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 that rule is that rule is slightly different. Some it's kind of your your friend group. I never played that way, but I know that was something my my father would make that reference a lot wow. and call it something. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. And it's like, no, oh yeah, that's that's a thing. Now there's the rule where you just have to you know take it out. There's also the rule <laughs> where you have to do that and then leave it there for the rest oh of that my, hole. Oh my gosh, that is and, horrifying. And then a much tamer PG version, well, maybe PG-13 version, is you just have to drop trowel for your next shot. Okay. So we, you're just there in your boxers or your briefs I had hitting no your idea. next shot. I now, no I didn't idea. know about the the uh, the, the pulling it, the, the exposure or the uh, extended exposure. I didn't know about those, but we used to have a thing on uh, when we would play golf. This is like my brother's and my cousin, like that that kind of group. 
um, where we called it the heckle hole. So golf is, you know, very buttoned up, quiet. I'm in my right. backswing, the whole thing. And, uh, and, but we had one hole where we would pick, and it was like in the f- most remote part of the course where we would say, you can do anything the whole time. So they're like, they're ready, and it's the heckle hole. And so you're saying things in their backswing. You're, you know, leaning. You're just really trying to push the envelope. Hmm. And there may have been a time when there was a wardrobe malfunction in an effort to try to distract somebody. Because not all men, but I can speak for a lot of men in my life, um, we are, we're dumb animals. Correct. And so we go back to the sophomoric, what's the easiest way sure. to get a laugh? Yeah. You know. Interesting. But I, I didn't no know about idea. the, uh, and weird, can I just say weird? Like, listen, Catherine Zeta and Michael Douglas, you guys want to do that together? Hey, what up? It's cool. That works. Whatever. Um, but now she's going out golfing with other guys. It's like, hey, Dale. <laughs> right. Hey, Dale, you topped that one. I'm going to need to. That seems weird. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I don't know. I mean, at least Michael Douglas said she's seen it before. Right. Sure. Sure. Let me tell you a game that my wife would be very, a way that I could never entice her to play golf. (laughs) If I hit a bad shot, I'm going to now just randomly expose myself. (laughs) I mean, she'd be like, you go back to the clubhouse. Put that away. Yeah. Put that away. Nobody has to see your putter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just just weird. Uh, You're nine iron. Daughter! No, now we don't even know what we're referencing. <laughs> Slippery slope golf talk. Oh, uh, hey, let's do a deep tease here because you had some kind of wardrobe malfunction. Speaking I of, um, I did. I had quite the wardrobe malfunction over the weekend, and then I posted about it, and I quickly found out. Oh, okay, well, this feels good. This sort of thing has happened to other people. So I'd love you to email the show. You can tweet us at eleven o'clock. I want to know what was your embarrassing wardrobe malfunction. Okay. Um, it could be anything. It could be anything. Email us, Don and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com. Tweet us if you would like. Uh, but we will get into that at 11 o'clock. We'll open the phone lines at that point. Love it. As well. Um, how about this? When we come back, Donna found these three mistakes that we make while dealing with customer service reps. And I'll tell you about mm-hmm. a little experiment or a first-time experience for, for my two of my kids Oh. As we had them do a very small customer service experiment. Okay. But they both really got excited about it. So we'll tell you about all that stuff. When we return, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Hey. Donna and Steve. Hey. Hey. Hey, yo. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey what's up? Hey, what's up? Okay, I have here before me. Three mistakes people make with customer service reps. Okay. Okay. So, honestly, a couple times last week I had to be on the phone. And it's just, they do not want to put you through to a live person. No. They And it is so exhausting. Because I'll just leave the phone on the counter and do other stuff. You know, start doing stuff on the computer and just go, all right, they'll pick up when they pick up. But, oh, my gosh. That and when you are on a website, right? When they're like, well, would you like to talk to somebody? Mm-hmm. Chat. It's not a live person. Like, come on, people. 
you you type in a keyword and they're like, oh, do you want to know about this? Do you want to know about this? No, I want to talk to a live person. Look, I'm already getting irritated. I'm yeah. not even. So that's one of the things that you should not do. This is a mistake that we make on the phone with customer service. Going in hot or being rude in general. The person you're talking to is just doing their job. They're not really the one that you're mad at. So at a minimum, try to be polite. Okay? Okay. Being I, rude right off the bat uh, is not a great way to go in in, in, gener- in general. You need them on your side. One of my things that I've tried to do, and it's not always successful, but I, I always try to start warm and start with a, hey, blah, blah, blah. All right, great. Yay. How you doing, too? They say, how are you? Good. How's your Thank day going? You. Great. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. I'm wondering if we could maybe partner up. I've got a problem, and maybe you can be my miracle worker, and we can pull this off together. Yes. And then I just feel like it engages them a little bit differently than... So here's what went wrong. I, you got, know. A, I got a tip, too. All right. Remember their name. Oh, I and don't like use this. it. No, if you use it, they feel more connected to you and they'll want to help you more. Like, not right off the bat, don't use it. Because, you know, they'll pick up the phone and be like, I don't know, Taco Bell, Mariel speaking. Oh, hi, Mariel. Is that a word? Is that a name? It is now, though. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> And then towards the end, Mariel, thank you so much. I really appreciate I don't mind that toward the end, but I don't, you know how I feel about the repetition of names if someone knows you. It just feels like I get it. I get it. I read how to win friends and influence people too. <laughs> it just, when, if you're looking at somebody, now in this case, you're not. I had a coffee that was weird one time where a guy that I knew who was getting into a salesy job. Yeah, he read the book. He, oh, he memorized it. He was off book. And <laughs> I was like, you're, he's calling me Steve too many times. We've known each other too long for you to say, well, you know, Steve, I'm like, okay. I okay, Jerry, calm I just, down. <laughs> yeah, but start with, hey, can yeah. we pull this off together? I'm, I'm, ugh, I got a situation, but I bet you could help. Right, right. Not being prepared I mean, think about the things that you're going to need to have, like an account number, a date. Um, If you're... I never thought about that because I always, I'll usually call in the car or something and I'm like, I'll give you the last four of my social, but you've got a computer, so pull it up. But I guess if you have all those ducks in a row, it's just making it a little bit more of a seamless process for them. Like a claim number, you know? Yeah. Or a confirmation number. Just have it if you can. Mm-hmm. Also, being completely unwilling to compromise. Maybe you want a refund, but they offer you a credit. Sometimes it makes sense to just quit while you're ahead and mm-hmm. be done with it. I got to make a couple of calls because I'll, I'll be honest. Here we go. I got rid of my cable the, uh, a long time ago. I've made four phone calls canceling my cable and mm-hmm. they kept the cable. Mm-hmm. And I'd call again and they'd. So they charged me my they charged me even though I have records. You're recording the call. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
calls? Why don't you go back and look and see how many times I called? Look, I'm getting angry. Yeah, you already threatened us with the quality assurance (laughs) thing of this call is being recorded for quality assurance. Why don't you assure me of the quality by just looking and doing what you said you were going to do? Right. And now pay me back the money that you've charged me since then. Exactly. I feel like, if I may, I feel like good customer service is two things rare and easy. Yeah. It is so, and I know there are customer service who are like, oh, but if you dealt with the people I deal with. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally understand. I, I know that there are a lot of people who are unreasonable who call, but there, there are just too many situations where I feel like I'll walk away or Lou will walk away and just say, why did they, why were they talking to me like I was suddenly the problem here? Or why did they make it out to be so difficult to, I feel like here's what I would want to do. I would want to, and I'm openly soliciting other work, whatever, I'll take it, I don't care. I would like to be a customer service consultant. So I would sit in with customer service situations so I can hear Judy, Judy, oh, so there was a Judy who emailed me and said I keep using the name Judy when I reference something <laughs> negative. So I, I love you, Judys. Um, and I, Karen, we love you as well. So we'll call her Helen. Helen, this is your year. Helen comes in and she's angry, whatever, disappointed because this didn't work, this didn't work. And I want to hear that, and I want to hear the customer service person, and then I want to do, I want to either be able to jump in midway or sit down with a group and say, how could we have taken this customer who is disappointed, and what are the small things we could have done to win them for life? Because you'll find, especially after a negative customer service experience, if you handle that well, and again, it's fairly easy, and if you just decide as a company that we're not going to be cheap, we're going to win the war, not the battle, there's an easy way to win someone for life because if they had a negative experience and then you come just over the top, just takes a little bit mm-hmm. to win, to feel like, wow, I was seen, I was heard, right. I was refunded, I was whatever. It just goes such a long way. So now they went from being a negative experience and I'm not going to use you again ever to, boy, they, it was a crappy experience and they like, they did the right thing right. and you yes. won me back there. And now I'm yes. loyal. Not only am I not angry, I'm loyal. Right. I want to help customer service people. I will write you a nice review. Thank you. Hey, uh, so what were you saying about your kids and customer service? I had to call um, the the front desk of the hotel, guest relations, a few times to find the hours of different places. Um, And so I had called maybe, I don't know, five times, something like that over the span of a few days. And I was like, oh, I need to make a call. So I said to my 12-year-old, Adeline, do you want to call guest relations? And, you know, for them, you forget. This is so cute because for them, it's it's totally new. It's exciting. So I said, here's what you need to call. We're trying to find the hours of this place tomorrow. So she calls. They pick up. And I just, I'm listening to her end. And she just says, what time are the hours for blah, blah, blah? Okay, thanks. Bye. And when she gets off, she looks at us (laughs) and she said, that was really fun. Yeah. And I was like, okay, great. Here's now let's, that you did good. Here's how we could even make it better. If at the beginning you threw in a hi "Hi there or yeah, hey, I've got a question. So then a few minutes later, I was like, hey, we actually need information about this. Do you want to give it another shot? So then she calls and she does a really peppy. Oh, hi. Like, I mean, because she's she does theater. So it was like, though, I said, you just gave that person the best high of their day. They're thinking, what is going on over there? And then later, the 10 year old the next day, I said, why don't you call and say, look, I got kind of a weird question. And he read, I, I tell him this, and 
Five seconds later, he is off book and said, hi, so I have a really weird question about something, but I thought you might have the answer. <laughs> what time will this park be closing? And then they told him, he was like, okay, great. Thank you so much. Why and is that then, a weird question, though? <laughs> well, it, it was something about it was kind of weird because it was okay. rather particular. He gave it a little intro. Yes. Okay. And so, but he did it like verbatim and they both just so enjoyed pressing I zero, being connected to the front desk and having that exchange with a professional adult. So... It was just kind of a cute moment. Cute. And then I woke up with anxiety on uh, Sunday morning at about 4 a.m. And I thought, someday they're not going to want to go to a water park with me. Oh, jeez. And I all but started shaking in bed. I'm fine. And the cat's in the cradle. Okay. We got to get a caller on the line. We're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. You can call the number 651 641 1071. And then if you get through, you can be a lifeline for me or Donna. 651 641 1071. Game time. Next. Hello. What's that? That, uh. It's just a little ruins the vibe of this song. A touch for me. It's a touch much. Uh oh. segment. It's a touch much. Hey, I'm gonna write that down. I, it's not bad. It's a touch much. It's a touch. Donna, I pitched this whole segment earlier. Much. I don't remember. Donna, I pitched it at length earlier. I know you were talking about. I didn't know you were pitching the segment. I, just I pitched it you on the air. Biatching. I said. I said this is a whole thing. It's a touch much. It's gonna be a new thing because okay. I thought. I, I, I missed that part. That's concerning to me. Well, I remember what you were talking about. I know, but then I I did a bit. Mike, were you here for that? I was here, yeah. All right, so yeah, I'm not crazy, right? I mean, right? all I kept hearing was, it's a touch much. And I said, this could be a new segment because we I said it earlier. We were talking about the Oscars and speeches and things like that. It's yes. a touch much. Sorry I missed the important part. Sue me. Don't Are you <laughs> trying to be a, a victim Sally? like uh, Chris Rock was talking about? That was another thing in his Netflix special. He was like... I am not a victim. You're not going to see me crying. But he said there were too many victims out there that then silence... Then the real victims, when they speak out, they don't get the care and the attention that they need when everybody's a victim. Preach, sister. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. Mike. I want to see how smart you are. We're going to find that out during today's College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Today, it is uh, March 6th. It's also National Dentist Day today. So smile. It's all pop culture related to dentistry. Nice. (laughs) Oh, this is huge. so weird. This is great. And we've got Katie on the line to play with us. Hey, Maybe Katie. she's a dentist. Maybe. Katie, what uh what do you do for a living? I uh help with getting people to volunteer for nonprofits. Oh well, what wonderful work you do. That's awesome. Wow. Um when's the last time you were at the dentist? Might we ask that personal question? Uh I was scheduled to go to the dentist a couple weeks ago, but they actually canceled on me because mm. of the snowmageddon. Oh, interesting. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, so, listen, lucky, me. lucky you. Yeah, you get to extend it. That's great. And uh, thank you for asking, Katie. I had to cancel an appointment for a cleaning and two crowns, so I am a king in waiting. Uh, my coronation will be scheduled soon. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, sorry, that's Donna cutting us off, Katie. So, again, as I try to develop a freaking rapport with you, our valued listener, Donna's like, yeah, okay, move on. So do you want to team up with her, a woman whose insides are rather dark, or Stevie Boy, who's like your dentist buddy? Um, You know, I'm kind of feeling, you know, it recently was International Women's Day, or I think it's even today, so I'm feeling the love for Donna. Yay! Woo, I kind of feel like that's anti-man, but all right. Anti-man. <laughs> all right, I'll get away. You'll survive. Bye. Okay, Katie, hang on, okay? I might, uh, hopefully I won't let you down. Okay. All right, Katie, okay, putting her on hold. She's doing a little deep tease because International Women's Day is coming up on Wednesday. So Ooh. maybe that'll be a theme. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, it is dentistry, dentistry today, though, because it is National Dentist Day. Are you ready, Donna? I think so. And by the way, for anyone keeping track at home, we'll go through it again with Steve. But uh, you were able to get a victory versus Maddie B from TV. So now 24-19 is our score. You okay. Pull. Actually, if you run the table this week, we're all tied. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Okay. Possibilities okay. are out all right, there. All right. All right. We're going to start it off with this one. Okay. In the movie Horrible Bosses, oh, no. Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Jason Sudeikis plot for revenge against their terrible bosses, played by three A-listers. The sex crazed Dr. Julia Harris DDS is played by this Friends alum, uh, Jennifer Aniston. In the 2009 comedy, in sorry, in this 2009 comedy, Ed Helms plays Stu Price, a oh. dentist who, while celebrating a friend's bachelor party, rips his own tooth out with a pair of pliers. Oh my gosh! It's not wedding, wedding crashers. No, it's the guy. Who was getting married? Um, I'll get back to that. Hermie wants to break free of his destined occupation. And Santa become... Claus is coming to town. Uh, uh, okay. The 2009 <laughs> comedy Ed Helms plays Stu Price, a dentist who, while celebrating a friend's bachelor party, rips out his own tooth with a pair of pliers. What's the name of that movie? They go to Vegas. Uh, Zach Galifianakis is in it. All right. We will. Uh, you've given some good information for Katie. <laughs> okay. We'll have to bring her in here now and see if she knows. Katie, uh, she felt great about that first one. The second one was in. In this 2009 comedy, Ed Helms plays Stu Price, a dentist who, while celebrating a friend's bachelor party, rips his own tooth out with a pair of pliers. Do you know what movie that is, Katie? Yes, it's The Hangover. Thank you. All right. And she answered the third one very quickly. Let me just reread it and see if you feel comfortable. Hermie wants to break free of his destined occupation and become a dentist instead in this TV special that first aired in the 1960s. That one is actually Rudolph. Rudolph. Okay. All right. All right. We'll put you on hold, Katie, and bring Ooh, Steve, Steve back in here. Come on. Steven. Stevie. Uh, I don't know where he went. He ran off. Go Hi, ahead. Steve. Oh, yeah, okay. Woo. <laughs> Formerly of local television. Oh, Good to be back geez. with you guys. Hey, man. How's it been? This is talking hey. about a weird ASMR thing that I saw last night. I almost said, how's it hanging? <laughs> It's not okay. No, he hasn't hit it short of the ladies' tee yet, so we don't know. Okay. And if you're just tuning in, I'm sorry. Um, I was on TikTok last night. I know we're playing a game. And Donna, I just want to show you some of these videos that you would be so weirded out at. I don't know why they're showing up for me. I hate TikTok, I think. But it was this girl China. doing this, uh, doing ASMR. ASMR keeps no, showing up on my page. I mean, no, no like but listen, listen. This girl, she's like, there's like... Black lights and blue lights all behind her, and she's all made up, and she's talking to, you know, she's talking to her listeners, her viewers very closely, and always doing mouth sounds. But then, listen to what this lady's doing, Donna. She's got two Elmer's glue sticks that are purple, okay? 
They're purple glue sticks. Okay. Like you have at school. Okay. She twists them up. And now, in front of the microphone that she is speaking into, Donna, she's gluing the microphone, rubbing the glue sticks on the mic, which makes a Ew. sound oh, as God, it goes by. I and then her. all of this is happening. And then she's like, my list of Amazon books that I like are on my Amazon page. As she's gluing the mic and talking very calmly. Why are you What is the this? world? <laughs> Why is TikTok showing it to me? Okay. I don't know. Spy balloon. All right, can All we right. play? Yeah, go ahead. Fine. <laughs> Poor Mike. All right. <laughs> we're gonna, you know we're going to lose him. Uh, I know. That's why <laughs> you know that. That we're, we <laughs> hurt people hurt people. Oh, we're going to lose you. We already oh. know. No De- one wants to be our parent. <laughs> Dentist is the theme today for That's the College right. of Pop Culture Knowledge. Again, it's National Dentist Day. So here we go. We're going to run through some dentists and pop culture. Are you ready, Steve? Absolutely. In the movie Horrible Bosses, Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Jason Sudeikis plot for revenge against their terrible bosses played by three A-listers. The sex-crazed Dr. Julia Harris, DDS, is played by this Friends alum. Jennifer Aniston. In the two thousand in this two thousand nine comedy, Ed Helms plays Stu Price, a dentist who, while celebrating a friend's bachelor party, rips out his own tooth with a pair of pliers. The hangover. Hermie wants to break free of his destined occupation and become a dentist instead in this TV special that first aired in the nineteen sixties. I'm pretty sure the name of this is Santa Claus is coming to town. All right, would you like anything? Oh nope. Oh. Is it Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? It's Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Four seconds. You're stuck. You're good with that one? Sticking with that. All right. We're a couple of misfits. Dang. You and I did the same thing. Did you go Santa Claus and then switch? Well, Katie corrected it to Rudolph because I couldn't remember if Rudolph. I don't know. Anyway, Mike, we gave all the same answers. You gave all the exact same answers. Yes, Jennifer Anderson for the first one, which was correct. The hangover for the second one. Katie uh, came in for the assist on that one. Got it. And then Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is indeed correct. Hang it. So a perfect three for Katie, have you been with me, girlfriend? You already have won. Oh. Well, I knew the movie. I couldn't come up with the title for The Hangover. I'm like, you know, Zach Galifianakis is in this and blah, blah, blah. And he's getting married and blah, blah, blah. She named the cast and the plot and some of the really obscure characters. But she could not come up with the uh, title. All right, so now, Katie, you're involved. It's overtime, sister. Mike will explain how this works. Uh, This overtime is just going to be one more question. And again, Katie's mic, your your mic is going to be live. All you have to do is buzz in with your name and answer the question. That goes for any three, all three of you. Now, when since this is a question and not a song or a clip that we're listening to, when the person buzzes in with their name, you will stop. stop asking the question at that point. Correct, yes. Okay. I will stop at that point. You give an answer. If you're wrong, you are out for the rest. So technically, there's like a two-on-one advantage here. Katie could sure. guess early, and then Donna could potentially get the win later. So. Silence, Mike! That's a good strategy. Yes. Here, <laughs> here we go. Are you all three ready? Ready. Yeah. Your name ready. is your buzzer. Here we go. Another Friends alum, Matthew Perry, plays a dentist in this 2000 flick, who unwittingly lives across the street from a mafia hitman played by Bruce Willis. Steve. Steve. Yeah. Whole nine yards. That is correct. Yes! Damn it! Uh, oh, Katie! She was right behind oh. him, too. She was right behind oh. him. Oh, Katie, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's okay. Oh, man. What is whole nine yards? Um, it's with Matthew Perry. He lives across the street from a hitman. <laughs> you and, don't say. Uh, <laughs> he's a dentist, actually. <laughs> I know. Um, and okay. then they did the whole 10 yards. They did, yeah. Um, a few years Is after that. Is this a football that. movie? Oh, no. I don't think so. Did you see it? 
I did. No. Uh, yeah. You did? He basically okay. had to go all the way. So he, one way or another, gets caught up, and, and uh, Matthew Perry has to help his neighbor with maybe some of his hitman duties, and he has to go the whole nine oh, yards to do so. I see. You see? You can't and, just go half in. It. And that was when Matthew Perry, as he detailed in his book, um, accomplished a feat that he had long wanted to accomplish, which was having the number one movie and the number one show oh, at the same time. Oh, darn. Well, Katie, next time. Thanks for having faith in me. We love you, Katie. Yes, yes, not a problem. Book your dentist appointment. Thank you. Will do. Yes, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Since I oh, do she's ne- nice. need two new crowns, is it wrong for me to reference my upcoming dentist appointment? I got two crowns, appointment? too, last year. I need to do my joke again. I don't want to hear <clears> it. <throat> All right, go ahead. Is it wrong for me to call my upcoming dentist appointment where I need two crowns a coronation? It's not good. It's topical. It's not good. Crowds of what kings wear. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. You know how when you're checking out at the supermarket and you put a divider between your stuff and the person in front of you or yeah. behind you? Yeah, this ain't charity. You're doing it wrong. Huh? Apparently. It's only one way to do it. There's not. Apparently, you're supposed to do it vertically, not horizontally. Really? That's what this TikTok is. What are we, social distancing our food now? Yes. Apparently, there's a meteorologist from Arkansas, Ryan Vaughn, and he has started this debate. He said, I'm at the store tonight and notice some of you don't know how to use the divider. You need to put it long ways to trip the sensor and keep a distance. Some of y'all use it as a privacy fence. So comments, I guess, are all over the place. People's minds are blown. What are you talking about? What sensor? What sensor are you talking about? Listen, if you use one of those, the sensor is the teller. Right. Right. Who's probably going to pick up on the cue. Greg, what's this guy's name again? His name is Ryan. Ryan, come on. Come on, Ryan. Ryan, we like you. Don't be that guy, Ryan. But could you? Could you just knock it off? That's, uh, no. Okay. Bye-bye, then. I gotta go. Do you use the divider a lot? Uh, indeed I do. Cool. I feel like I just got to know you a little bit better. Thank you. When we come back, we'll do another segment. This time, Steven Spielberg, not thinking we are alone in the universe. Uh-huh. Uh, we're gonna hear from Steven, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and dig into uh, his chat that he had with Colbert. We'll get at all that when we return. It's Donna and Steve. It's my talk. Hello. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. I have my headphones on backwards. Oh, you know, don't give why do they job to anybody? Do that. Both of those headphones are ovals. Uh huh. But one is a right and one is a left, yeah, and it does like... feel different. I'm gonna flip mine. Oh yeah, no, right it now. doesn't work. I mean, it works, but it's what's up with that? I don't know. What do you think it has to do with our hearing? It's like maybe one ear is stronger than the other. That doesn't seem right. How would it know? I don't know. That's definitely not right. It just knows stuff. I just don't know why all ear headphones Uh uh aren't interchangeable, flip aroundable. I know. Email the show if you have an opinion. If you're an engineer. By the way, don't forget, you can email the show, Donna and Steve Show at MyTalk1071.com. At 11 o'clock, we're going to 
open the phone lines. I had a wardrobe malfunction that I discovered while we were on a little uh, quick little vacay over the weekend. And then I posted about it on Instagram. And then a lot of of you said you've had similar situations. But whatever your embarrassing wardrobe malfunction is, let's all share them and laugh with one another with our mouths. All right. Thank you. That's how you're supposed to pronounce it, right? I don't know. English is hard. English is hard. It'd be a Why is it that we could learn this language and it's so hard to learn another one as an adult? You know, I don't know, but there's something about teaching people when they're young things like languages. Like kids who go to, you know, immersion schools, like Spanish immersion. It's because there's a window of time, yes, where you just pick up on things. Yeah, we have decided to send our kids, and I don't talk about this much, but we send our kids to an English immersion school. (laughs) That's great. And they're doing pretty well. They speak it fluently at home. Great. That's amazing. But, you know, my daughter's taking Spanish right now. Uh, just on her phone, she, like, has this, what is it, Babbel? It's not Babbel. Something. Duolingo? Something. Okay. Some app that is right. teaching her Spanish every day. And she's got, like, a streak of, like, 50 days in a row. She's going to do well with Spanish. Yes. And guess what? Pappy don't speak. Spanish. It's I actually really enjoy Spanish. And when I'm learning it, I could speak it during the learning process. But you don't speak it for 10 years, and guess what? You're back to square one. I tell you. And I don't like that babble. The way they teach it, my brain doesn't like for some reason. I understand that it's beneficial to a lot of people, but for me, I need to learn the way we learned English. Oh, as, ah, almost on. Right? Oh, as, ah. Are these for Eh. me... Excuse me, for moi. I took French. <laughs> Pour moi. Um, that would be je, tu, vous, mm. nous. Está Susana en casa? Sí, está con una amiga. Bonjour. <laughs> je m'appelle Etienne. Mm. I wonder if you put a French book in front of me, if I would be able to read a page mm. and give you a basic breakdown as to what happened. I'd I love to find out. Thanks. You work on that. Bye. Now? No. Oh. Maybe later on your own time. Steven Spielberg doesn't think we're alone. And he doesn't think the government is being completely honest with us. I... Visit out. Oh, it reminds me of Galaxy (laughs) Quest. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, I'm glad I saw that movie. See, it's fun yeah. to like reference movies. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, that's like the the there's that bit going around on uh it's like on Instagram reels and TikTok and stuff about the person who's like, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but to say you don't believe in any conspiracies, and I, I and then the person goes into like, so you're telling me that you think the government is batting a thousand right. on telling us the truth. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's not uh, happening. Me not think so. I don't no, know. I don't what know. does Spielberg think? Is it because of E.T.? Well, e- no, but right. he thinks it's E.T.-ish, what's out there. Here, Mike's, Mike's got a little bit of his uh, sit-down with Stephen Colbert. You know, the most optimistic thing I feel about these things that we're seeing in the skies yeah. are the Army and Navy and Air Force are recording on their, on their, on their gun cameras, is that what if they're not from an advanced civilization 300 million light years from here. But what if it's us 
500,000 years into the future <sighs> that is coming back to document the second half of the 20th century oh. and into the first 20th century because they're anthropologists and they know something that we don't quite know yet that has occurred and they're trying to track uh, um, um, the last hundred years of our of our history well the hopeful part about that. okay now if he said that let's just say 60 70 years ago he would be institutionalized right people sure. would be like this guy's a kook today what if it's so he's talking like wormholes and stuff sort of right because he's saying what if it's us in the future coming to see us now that means that is a he is inferring that there is a time travel situation in the galaxy he also said during this interview that universe he doesn't he so colbert asked him do you think they're more like um, uh, War of the Worlds or more like E.T. And he said, no, E.T. And if they wanted to hurt us, if they had that kind of intention and aggressive intention, they would have done it by now. Listen to how you're just like taking all this. I love that now. Wait, wait, so (laughs) when Colbert asked Spielberg, well, what are they like? I like how we're taking it like, yeah, oh, they're good. They're not like War of the Worlds or like E.T.? Thank God. I mean, I... He doesn't know. He's just sitting there thinking this stuff up. I know. I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go to work this morning. I'm like, I mean, it's an interesting... It's an interesting um, topic. Yeah. Yeah. Or it stretches your brain to think um, (sighs) how big the galaxy is and the universe is. Yeah. Um, it hurts my head, man. Yeah, it does. You know, you can get to those kind of things where it's just like you're, it's like the human mind. Right. And I'm watching this and my mouth is open and I'm like, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, man. He says, and I think the secrecy that's shrouding all of these sightings and the lack of transparency, I think there's something going on that needs needs extraordinary due diligence. Hmm. Like, why aren't we talking about this? Why isn't the government telling us just so that they don't create panic or? And then. Look, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, you are. I'm like, yeah. Gulp, gulp. And then, listen, if you believe, if you believe that the government might not be up and up about that, let me just play conspiracy theorists for a moment. It's easy to run a thread to pick a topic that you also don't feel that the government is being forthright and honest about to citizens for whatever reason this is how it happens once you start thinking well wait maybe they're not telling us the truth there Mm -hmm. then you've opened the door to well maybe they're not telling us the truth about this or about this or about that right and it all started with et future et (laughs) it's one of your best oh i love et that is one of your best i think i've only seen et maybe twice in my whole life did he get drunk in that movie or just drink a lot of dr pepper he got drunk okay so i remember Uh, and beer i think I remember as a kid rewinding the moment where he gets, okay, so he's drunk, and then he like walks into the wall or the door jam or something like that in the kitchen. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a great yeah. scene. Very funny. Yeah, it was. I love that movie. Oh, so good. 
And then he's hiding among the stuffed animals. You know, it's so good. We should all watch it. You should show it to your kids. Yes. They would love it. I wonder if they saw it at my nephew's house. Find out, will you? It's a good one. Hey, uh, so Steve is going to share a vulnerable moment when we come back. Uh, Maybe you've had one, too. A weird malfunction as it pertains to your wardrobe. Yeah, if you have one, uh, you can call us. Uh, Not yet. Mike's having to do a dirt alert. Just chill out, everybody. Just send us an email or something. We'll tell you when the phone lines are open, all right? Cool it. We got to go.